the last day of preseason of my junior year in college, we were headed into a very promising season. I was feeling pretty good. Everybody on the team was feeling pretty good about our season. And then I threw up a ball. It was the last serve, to be the last serve of the practice. And when I came down, I blew out my knee. I remember in that moment having everything just crash right there. And when I went to bed that night, I prayed with every fiber of my being and with every seed of faith that I had that God would repair my knee while I slept. And I woke up the next morning and it didn't work. And I was so disappointed. I was disappointed, obviously, for all the major reasons, like the season was over. I had injured my other knee in high school, so this was again. So I was disappointed in myself. I was disappointed in my body that was failing me, and I was disappointed in God. And years later, I had someone tell me, my prayers were to a vending machine God. As long as I thought that I put in the right words, the right seeds of faith at the right time, asking all the people around me to join me, you know, make sure it was enough, that I would get out the tasty treat of life that I had prayed for. Prayer has meant different things to us, and throughout all of time, people have they've disagreed on even what prayer means. John Calvin, he said that we should pray because Jesus and his Father are in a constant conversation in heaven. And so when we pray, we tap in to that holy conversation. Martin Luther said, you should pray because the Bible says you should pray. And Karl Barth said, if you want to be a most faithful Christian, that is the mark of a faithful follower of Christ is that you have a prayer life. So what does prayer mean for you? What I want us to consider today is that there isn't one way. And there's definitely not a certain amount of words or formula or people or holiness level that defines it. We get in real trouble when we try to define prayer for other people. Prayer is so individual and personal. Roberta Bondi, who was one of my professors in seminary, said, prayer is simply a shared life with God. Sharing your life with God. When you look at how Jesus acted and lived into and taught about prayer, we come upon this story in the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke where Jesus suddenly leaves. He goes by himself and he prays. And there's this holy time, and so prayer is individual. Prayer is necessary. Even the Son of God had to do it. Prayer is quiet, and it is secluded from other people. Well, then he comes back, and the disciples had noticed that he was doing something. And so Luke says that they say, Lord, teach us how to pray. And then Jesus does the craziest thing. He teaches them this prayer, and all of the words are are like second person plural. Our debts. Our bread. Oh, wait, so prayer is also communal. It's something that we do with others. And in fact, we ask for forgiveness for things 
that maybe my neighbor has done wrong? And so prayer is solitary, but it's also communal. Prayer is secret, and it's also public. Prayer is very personal about the stuff that's going on in each of our hearts, but it's also very much corporate about the stuff that's going on all around us. And so we don't define it just by one way. Jesus models for us that it is wide, it is deep, it is big, it is sharing your life with God. So what we're going to pick up today in our scripture is the passage right after those two. Jesus has prayed by himself. He has just taught them how to pray. And then he wants to flesh it out with this image. And what we're going to do is a, a prayer practice. It's called Lectio Divina. It just means a holy reading. I like to call it a, a holy listening. And what we'll do is we'll read through it twice. The first time will just be the, the words. The second times we'll be with some images. And I want you to listen for the spirit within to call to your mind a phrase or a word that the Spirit is speaking to you. So as we prepare to hear God's word, let us pray. Holy and gracious God, may our minds that are so busy be quieted. May our hearts that are so spread between too many things and so many people, may they be opened up even more. And may your spirit speak that we might listen. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Hear now the word of our Lord. Jesus is speaking to the disciples right after he's told them the Lord's Prayer. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend. And you go to him at midnight and you say to that friend, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. The friend answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything out of friendship, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. Did a phrase pop out to you? Hear the word of our Lord again. Jesus said to, Jesus said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and you say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are with me in bed. I cannot and give it, get up and give you anything. Jesus says, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything out of friendship, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm curious what word stuck out to you, what phrase. Maybe it was the word friend or friendship. 
We cannot underestimate the image that Jesus is using to teach his disciples, to teach us how to pray, that he uses a friend. Yes, God is hallowed and in heaven and amazing and majestic, but Jesus so wants us to know that God is close, just like a friend would be. It is rooted in relationship with God. Prayer is about sharing life with God. So consider, how do you talk with your friends? You bring your full self. You're honest. And that is how we can talk with God. Maybe the phrase, I have nothing, came to your mind. You see, prayer draws people to talk plainly with God. The friend approaches the neighbor in utter dependence. I have nothing. I didn't go to my neighbor, my other neighbor, but I came to you. And I'm not coming to you with a basket full. I am coming with nothing. And demonstrating to you, oh God, I need you. God desires that we come with our full selves, which means we are honest with what we do not have. We don't do this in defiance of pride or because we're trying to like show God up how humble we are. We pray from a place of humility because that is what God desires of us. It's not the magic way to do it. It's just what God desires. Because sharing life with God requires all of us. Not the pretty parts that show up here on Sundays, but everything. What about the phrase, do not bother me? Did it bother you? The friend who asks for bread is not the only one that gets to talk in the relationship. The friend who is inside responds. And the first response is not what the friend wants. Do not bother me. It is not the time. My children are asleep. The doors are locked. When God speaks with, with us in prayer, the first response might be, not yet. No. It will not always be what we expect or want to hear, but do we take time to let the person inside, to let the holy God respond. And then lastly, persistence. It's the only time this word is used in the entire Bible. And its root word is only used two other times. It's a very, very rare word. And it's best translated, according to me, as to be dogged. To be dogged. Maybe because I have dogs. But our dog, Bear, who is a, a, a mutt will come and sit before us and we ignore him and then he will do this and we will ignore him and then he will put his head in our lap or as Charlie will be at his desk chair and he puts his head through the arm into his lap it is because of the persistence that we then say to Bear, do you need to go outside? 
dogged persistence before God. And do you know why we don't respond right away? Sometimes when, when Bear sits before us as if he needs something, he realizes it's already been provided for him. There's the toy. There's the water. There's the food. There's the other kid to go annoy. God requires of us this doggedness. And as much as we love to be able to respond to a pet and to comfort and to care and to be that lap, that is what God desires. God loves our doggedness. Be persistent in prayer. And it's not going to come right away. Jesus is just trying to, it is a friendship and we don't get everything we want right away. God is not a vending machine. This mysterious thing happens when we pray because it is such a vertical, it's like this connecting in here. We get so much more connected to God. But then I think Jesus used the friend analogy because it mysteriously connects us with other people. Sixth century monk Dorotheus of Gaza says it this way, imagine that the world is a circle and that God is at the center. The radii that are going out are the different ways humans live. When those who wish to come closer to God walk towards the center of the circle, they come closer to one another at the same time as to God. The closer they come to God, the closer they come to one another. And the closer they come to one another, the closer they come to God. God desires for our prayer life to be so much central. And I, and I they look at this cracked stuff over here. I'm like, this is actually a really good example of my personal prayer life. Because sometimes it feels so put together like this. And the other times it's so broken and some of these have been put back together and glued. And if there has been any discipline in my personal faith that has been formed and constantly breaking down and being built up, it is prayer. If you're at the vending machine stage, it's not bad. God doesn't say, well, wrong type of prayer, not going to listen. If your faith in, in the place of prayer right now is a lament and all you can do is cry out, God doesn't say, stop whining. Bring whatever it is. And know this, when you come before God in prayer, when you draw closer towards the center, it naturally is going to impact those around us. This is sharing life with God, friends. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.